Dear listeners, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome to another episode of Friday Night Live. We're very excited to have this episode because we have superstars with us today. The most famous Islamic radio personalities in Lakimba. So, <laughs> I would like to start with a song. It's not a song really, it's because music may be haram. Um, <laughs> a track from uh, our brother uh, Jihad, who is from the, actually not just from Jihad, it's from the Brotherhood Rap Group in Melbourne. Um, and he was kind enough to share this uh, track with us. We'll listen to it a little bit and then we'll start the show, inshallah. Revolutionarily, I spit it like you wanna see the whole and not the half of me Like most and Talib Kweli Honestly, when you hear my words, man, that honor me I follow thee, but only if you venerate him properly Copy free, no mother, father, son, no a duplicate Keep me on a straight path, even when I'm losing it Confusing or abusing it Allahumma ameen, flip the script for a bit Take it to the next seat Hundred dollar bills, got me looking for the green Cash rules, everything around me cream Set me with a 786 on the triple B Triple transformation with a double salutation Quadruple speculation that got Freemasons hating Satan Conversating to the masses urgently in need No ice on my neck, just some making call beads And I'ma keep it flowing till your eardrum bleed Come on! And that was uh, Brother Jihad, the Brotherhood group, singing some of their new album songs. And we're going to talk to uh, Brother Jihad, inshallah, at the end of this show and uh, just, uh, you know, find out how to get his music, inshallah. Uh, so, actually, let me just turn that up a little bit. Yeah, have some rap background. Uh, so, yes, this is uh, Friday Night Live, and we're very excited to host with us the uh, X Factor. Sorry, no, the Y Factor. Oh, sorry. All, you know, you. a whole bunch of, uh, We're offended. <laughs> that wasn't deliberate at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's inshallah. Uh, so, yes, uh, we first of all would like to um, bid you all salams. Uh, my name is Nasser. Uh, this is Sarwa. So. Assalamu alaikum. Um, I'd like to um, introduce our guest today. Um, I should say I'm honored. It's the first time I actually hear about them. I didn't even know they existed until Nasser told me. There wasn't information. Likewise. Um, but it's nice. It's a, actually uh, a pleasant. Um, it's a pl- the pleasant guests. Um, I spoke to Jamal earlier, and he um, he did mention that they are the only Muslim news show in Sydney. Um, after some discussion with the other members, I, I discovered that they're not actually the only Muslim show in Sydney. We're Just the best. The best. Yeah. Of course, of course. <laughs> um, so with me is Jamal. Um, Hamad Taha and Tasneem so I don't know your last name it's alright first names only that's good well I'm I'm, you already mentioned my full name (laughs) (laughs) you only know his name because you almost ran him over (laughs) that's not mentioned that on air Alright guys, uh, that's enough out of you. <laughs> this is uh, not a youth show, this is an adult people show. I, I noticed when you first started talking, it was very mellow. Like, welcome Let's to the be show, philosophical everybody. and just pause after everything we say. Exactly. <laughs> 
Okay, so um, trying to sound in, in, smart. Your show, in your show, we are a lot more structured. We don't just um, talk out of line. So I will direct each person when they can speak. So formal. <laughs> okay, so um, I have been informed this show started about a year ago. Um, you um, you got live streaming of your show, and you've got a massive Facebook following. Yeah, and growing. And, and, and you also have your own YouTube um, channel. That's right. Okay, so maybe I'll get Muhammad to tell me more about the show. So what do you do on the show? Well, the Y Factor was born, um, as you said, at the end of 2010 from a sister at UTS studying journalism, Miran. Um, and she approached me with the idea. She said, you know what, let's do a youth radio program. There's nothing out there. Because Friday Night Live was pretty poor at the time. Um, I don't think we existed at the time. It was probably non-existent. Yeah, it was probably non-existent at the time. Um, And yeah, we met with um, the Voice of Islam. We proposed our idea to them. They liked it. And here we are now. So I'm one of the main presenters, one of the broadcasters, uh, me and Jamal, who's right beside me. like the Muslim version of Hamish and Andy. Trying to get there uh, anyway, as time goes on, but a bit limited because we, we pretty much just uh, do the news and, and uh, the interviews. So we don't get to, not yet anyway, we're looking to, inshallah, do more of a Hamish and Andy style where we get to talk about some hilarious topics or controversial topics, and that's coming up in the next couple of months. Nice, so. and what's your role, Tasnim, in the show? Well, I'm, a, I'm also a presenter on the show, so usually what we do is we usually have two or three co-hosts um, and we alternate between news, interviews, we have a feature every week and we also have the main events happening in Sydney as well as just interesting facts and Jamal loves his wacky news yeah. items and if we don't put a break on it, he can go for like 10 minutes. Yeah. Pretty, yeah. pretty much something like that. With the, the feature items, it's typically um, it's either a Muslim celebrity like... Um, Amir Suleiman, Buna Muhammad, Baba Ali and so forth or it could be some like a, a sheikh talking about a particular topic that's relevant to the youth or uh, politicians and so forth. It really varies based upon whatever we want to talk about that week. And we also like to branch out into non-Muslim fields, basically anything that's community related. We've had non-Muslims on the show um, and even with our target audience, we are working within Islamic parameters, um, but it's primarily um, a youth show um, and that's what we like to have. Like. Yeah, and at the same time, it's, I mean, it's all about, for us, it's all about having a bit of fun, I guess, and giving something back to the community too. All right, so um, on that note, having a bit of fun, um, I hear that you guys are a bit controversial and you've caused a little bit of a stir in the Muslim community. Can you tell me a bit more about that? Well, I guess just, just before you guys start, um, uh, you know, to our listeners that if you want to call in and contribute by screaming at these guys. And, <laughs> and, and tell us why women shouldn't be on the show as we've had before. Well, <laughs> no, we've had that. No, no I women mean, on the show. No laughing. Yeah. Yeah. Too much fitna. <laughs> if, if you we are we were thinking, we were thinking of renaming our show Fitna Factor. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, actually, that could be the number one show. The new one. <laughs> uh, so if you have any questions or anything, you can call us. Our number is 9724 or you can comment on the uh, QK radio uh, wall so uh, you guys can um, tell us uh, about the, your controversies with the controversy I think it's a couple of levels I mean there's a hilarious honestly seriously we've had this you know sisters don't laugh on air you're causing too much fitna um, but then we've had the serious ones uh, uh, you know from community leaders um, in relation to basically when there's sensitive issues being discussed so I remember when we first started out um, we were invited by some mashayikh to attend a closed door meeting um, with some politicians and at the time that was the re-election of um, 
sorry, it was the, the state election and you had Barry Farrell going up against Christina Keneally, things like that. Now, we covered that on the radio. We had we had them both. We interviewed them both. And we also interviewed um, community leaders at that time, um, Samir Dandan from the LMA had a massive campaign. So we wanted to see, you know, why are you getting everyone to vote Liberal? So we actually had him on the show and Mohammed very discreetly starts the interview saying, Samir, why are you getting everyone to vote Liberal? <laughs> um, so after that, for example, we've had, we've had some, you know, community leaders say, you know, you're a bunch of kids. What do you have to say? Or why are you talking about this? What's your expertise? Things like that. We actually... Um we're getting a call on. We're getting a call on. I have this right. on our boss. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, <laughs> uh, what are you doing it's on the QK radio? I think you guys scared them off because um, they're, they're gone now. <laughs> we will see you. So, um, so that's on the, on so the controversial I, I mean, on, on that topic on um, voting liberal, I mean, who, who runs the, uh, the voice of... Um, Islam. It has a board of directors, but it, the, I guess the, the, manager. the general manager is uh, Haji Ibrahim. So uh, he looks after basically all the shows. Is that the LMA of. essentially? No. Uh, no, but I guess they're friends with the LMA. Yeah, but if you're trying to get out, we we have our own policies. We're not. It's a very bureaucratic process. The higher you get up in terms of the board and the management, but we run our own policies. Um, our and own we show. exactly, and we have our own procedures and our own systems in place in terms of who we can interview, what we can support. I mean, at the time, the LMA was advocating for steering the Muslim community into to the Liberal the Party. Liberals, that's right. And it wasn't Liberal per se. I mean, give them the benefit of doubt. What they were saying is, you know, these areas have become very, very safe seats for Labour, which means when you're a safe seat, you don't get anything because they don't care about you. They were saying whether it be, you know, Liberal this year, you know, Labour in 20 years' time, yeah. make it become, you know, a marginal seat, and that way you've got voting power, you've got, you know, sway. Yeah. So the, that's what we're like. That's yeah, what the, the point is, we're not, we're not... Like, we're not talking a political line, a particular political line. Basically, we're just journalists or acting as journalists trying to get the answers on everyone's mind. We're also sort of giving a voice to, to the youth as well, and sort of, um, you know, as a youth radio station. We are going to take a call now, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam. How are you? I'm very well. How are you going tonight, mate? Alhamdulillah, very good. Uh, who are we speaking to? Uh, my name is Abdullah. Abdullah, how are you, Abdullah? I'm very good, thanks. Oh, are you Abdullah, my friend? I don't know. I could be your friend if you want me to. Okay. <laughs> Inshallah. What would you like to contribute today, brother? I don't know. Well, I was just thinking, you know, the White House is pretty controversial, as I've mentioned. And they've done, I guess, a few things for young people that haven't really happened in the community for, for quite a while, I think. I um, just wanted to throw a bit of a, bit of a curveball out there. Um, just the White House, I think, parts of the Muslim community sort of, I don't know, whether it's leadership or organisations, are partially perhaps maybe corrupt or not sort of straight out with the community itself. Do you think that's sort of holding us back a bit? I think that's quite clear for, for anybody to see. Uh, the fact that the Muslim community is still behind, uh, for example, the Jewish community who has a population much smaller than the Ummah in general, and yet they get so much done. Uh, I think there's like a lot of people who hold on to power who don't particularly deserve it, and due to that reason, you know, it's the ummah sort of becomes stagnant and doesn't move forwards. This is Jamal, by the way, from the Y Factor. Hey, mate, how you going? Good, thanks, brother. Good. But maybe is, um, how do you suggest we sort of clear out the ranks? Or is that not up to us to do? Or should we just behave the way we do and just let it take care of itself? I guess uh, people are of, of different opinions. I mean, your question is very relevant to all of the, the uprisings that have happened in the last year. Like, uh, I'm all for, say, um, kicking out the, the old that's not working and putting in, in people who are actually... Um, uh, you know, have uh, 
better purpose for being there, I guess, you know, fresh blood who actually can run things properly. Do you agree? Yeah, I think so. I'm not too sure, but obviously, how, um, you know, people have had to go about the practicalities of bringing yeah. about that change, whether it's sort of something you do explicitly or, you know, whether it's through continuing on it in terms of your behaviour and sort of influencing the people around you. Um, to is it Salwa and NASA um, hosting the show? Yeah. Um, I think this this question sort of it continues on with the rest. Uh, but what sort of um, role do do you guys think sort of the media plays in terms of our community sort of relationships within, within ourselves? Do you think that's um, is it us just beating about with ourselves, or is the, the media involved with? what we sort of do, because since the show is about media, that's what I'm asking this. We will discuss that uh, in the show now. Thank you very much, uh, Brother Abdullah, for your call. Cool, thanks, guys. See you Thanks, Brother. Sorry, I didn't hear the whole, um, everything he said because of the on? mic, but what I wanted to say was... Um, Are we on now? Sorry, that was just more. <laughs> <laughs> like like I said, we do have a structure on this show, so yeah. let's. That was just a one moment. That's why we were behind the scenes chaotically trying to put headphones on. <laughs> Nonetheless, these are all lies. <laughs> we've, we've never had this many people in the studio. I think the roof is falling in. <laughs> <laughs> Um, in relation to what Abdullah was saying about existing structures, as much as um, the old the older generation in our community um, is very rigid, they there is you know red lines and things like that. I think at the same time they're actually very encouraging. What we found with the Y factor is as much as um, sometimes it might be hard to get through to them. Um, they're actually embracing change and when they see you do it in a proper way, um, in a way that they see is right um, and in a way that you, they actually appreciate, you know, the impact you're having, they actually get on board. So they're not as, you know, chaotic and archaic as we think them to be. Well, it really depends. I mean, obviously what I said was a generalisation, yeah. but some people are so hard-headed that you actually can't... No, totally, can't totally. And would, we've had, you know, we'd be on the studio and then people would walk in. You, Mohammed yeah. was there too. And, you know, they'd say things like, you know, just to our face comments and things like that. But at the same time, I've attended in my capacity, you know, as a co uh, as a host of the Y Factor, many events and functions, and they come up to me and they're like, well, we've heard it, you know, we make our children listen, you know, it's, it's good and things like that. So it's not one way or another it really depends on what you're pushing and what you're looking for but the community is actually really receptive all right so th that's let's go back to the original question about the muslim community so what sort of um issues have come up um, regarding your shows or what controversies have you had to face so you mentioned earlier about the politics the politics yeah. well that's one controversy and on a big women scale on the show um one. women on show oh, but again show. look we've spoken to you know Rania she's the um lady that you know oh, hosts know a lot of you know the she arabic shows. and she said it's just a matter of people not being used to it right when they start um she said when she was started she was getting you know like abusive phone calls who are you how can you interview a sheikh blah 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 but then you know what when people get get out of their you know um knee-jerk reaction phase and they say look islamically is there anything wrong with it you know is there anything wrong with it no, and then they've moved on and now they're right, So that's her. one issue. Any other issues? I mean, regarding the topics that you guys um, discuss. I guess uh, one, one time we interviewed uh, Brother Amir Suleiman and, and you had uh, one person complain about that to our face, sort of saying, you know, who is this American rap crap, you know? <laughs> Literally. So, I mean, you can't, you can't please everybody. There's sometimes, we, you know, we make jokes on, online about, uh, I think Mohammed was maybe talking about Kim Kardashian and he caught flack for that, even though he didn't say anything really out of line. <laughs> um, I was talking about um, some sort of study. Oh yeah, about um, 
dwarf tossing coming back as a sport in Australia. It's if you don't know. No, it's no, like I think this is more politically inappropriate than <laughs> honestly. I'm more interested in the what the, in dwarf, the dwarf, dwarf tossing. tossing. Yeah. So this what's is, that? What's that about? It's a national Australian pastime. The story we'll cover <laughs> yeah. at the time. Um, and it was coming back into Australia, and I used the the word midget and dwarf, and somebody said, you know, that was inappropriate and stuff. Fair enough, but I didn't mean it in a derogatory sort of sense. I was yeah, trying to. Um, that's still something that you. No, I think it's not do, Does everybody know what the word dwarf means, though? That's the thing. So. And not only that, all the media outlets reported it as dwarf anyway. So that it's common okay. in their jargon. Okay. No, I think we've got the ladies here to keep them in politically correct in line because <laughs> sometimes sure. we do make outlandish comments. The um, ladies are a lot more appropriate than we are. Look, no, at um, the end of the day, we are still a media outlet. We're subject yeah. to you know um, ethical yeah, that's, co- that's codes of conduct true. and things that's like that. True. So as much as we like to have fun, get out there break stereotypes, you know, well. have a laugh, do this and that. We're very conscious and, we, you know, the last thing we want is to offend anyone. We're yeah. there for the community yeah. and we hope that, you Obviously know, Obviously, you can't just say anything on air, you know. You have to sort of uh, watch yourself to some degree, but that doesn't stop us from, from you know, having plenty of fun on the show and it's, having lots um, of laughs. It's very true, inshallah. Um, I wanted to ask you a question. It's a very serious question. You guys have exposure to the younger crowd and to some degree also to the older crowd as well. Yeah. When you have a massive... Um, media story breaking out in Australia over Muslims like it's a 60 minute negative portrayal of Muslims yeah. or some guy beats his wife or you know some, some been guy a few climbs those, a tree yeah. so I want to know what is the, um, uh, the the reaction of the younger crowd as opposed to the older crowd is it just as reactionary is one of them more sort of um, you know, thought out as the other in terms of the, their younger reaction to the, the story itself yeah, because sometimes you have, uh, you know, a news story that talks about, for example, Muslims are not part of the, um, you know, Australian culture. And so you have others coming out and, and just being very reactionary, very aggressive, you know, giving out the completely wrong picture about how Muslims should be reacting to stories like this. And then you have others who sort of reply back saying, actually, no, you know, that story is... is um, uh, inaccurate and uh, Muslims are, you know, um, part of society, for example. So do you have different reactions or is it just basically, a, you know, a barrage of anger and frustration and spittle? Oh. I think, for example, just the one story, you know, um, the famous cricketer came out on Australia Day, um, you know, and he said those oh, yeah. derogatory comments, which I don't want to repeat about Muslims. Um, for example, that was one example. Or, you know, the other guy that killed his, um, murdered his wife oh, yeah, and yeah, two kids and it was on a clinic. We've been through, a, you know, a series of these. Yeah. So, Mohammed, with the reaction. Yeah, well, I mean, you, you guys would know what the reaction is from the youth, for example. The are they following the the example of the, you know, the elders in the community in terms of their reactions and oh. how they... I think anything, especially for the youth, if it's a sensitive topic like their religion or their faith, they jump on the defensive. Some of the more, I guess, uh, how do I say it? They say, ah, the more some stupid Muslims out there, (laughs) sort of admitting that every religion has uh, people Mm. who are complete idiots. And I think they identify the theories about how. It's just because it's all a a conspiracy. Yeah, yeah, sometimes they get defensive, so they don't accept criticism. Um, even if it's from their own community, constructive criticism. Yeah. But I think the difference with the youth is with the old people, um, they have a lot of conspiracy theories going on and they also can get complacent. So they complain, complain, complain and then go home and sleep. Yeah. With the youth, especially our Wife Actor page, which has like around a thousand members, um, they're actually yeah, pretty engaged. Well, no, we're getting there, right? In the next, growing, right? in, in 10 minutes, all, like, all your listeners will come over to us. Um, but what they, what I find with the Wife Actor um 
you know, Y factorians, as we like to call them, is they're very engaged. Um, for example, when we the issue about, <coughs> sorry, the Twitter was released, a lot of people wrote back. Um, with Australia Day, for example, I was telling them, you know, Australia Day clean up, who wants to clean up Auburn? It's a mess. And people were responding. So I feel with the uh, youth, they're a lot more active. They want to get in there. They want to do something, um, especially with a lot of our audience, they're professionals. Um, so they're at uni, they're already at work, they're, they're in the field. So they want to do something um, in the name of change. Okay. And uh, sometimes you have, you know, uh, news stories that are just designed to get, you know, a negative or an aggressive response from the Muslim community. I remember in the time of John Howard, for example, he would say certain statements um, that would, you know, be factual. Like, for example, he would say, you know, if you don't follow Australian laws and customs, then we don't want you here, yeah. which is fair enough. I mean, we don't want criminals running around. But for the Muslim community, you, you know, they would sort of fall for the trap and come out and say, you know, we're Muslims, we'll always follow Islam. Thinking Taking that as a personal attack. Yeah. Mm. So do you see any sort of um, maturation, I guess? If I can just um, interject, I think there is a lot of maturity coming from the youth. You can just, if you jump on our Facebook page and see a lot of the youth's reactions um, to the news stories, even a lot of what John Howard was saying um, a lot, some yeah, back in the day when you know post Cronulla riots, when he said there's a small section of the Lebanese Muslim community who are antagonistic towards the Australian way of life, um, I think um, young Muslims are finally realizing not to play the victim card anymore and empower themselves and jump online, get active via social media. You've got Twitter, Facebook, MySpace, uh, YouTube. You can post a video and advocate a cause in a matter of minutes, as we've seen with Kamal Saleh, you know, a few weeks ago. Um, so I think a, a lot of the youth, instead of you know, I think there has been a sense of maturity. We used to play the victim card a lot, and we love to. You know, why are you picking on me? I'm Muslim. Leave me alone. Instead of taking responsibility, that's when right. It's, when it's due, that is. But uh, it looks like I mean, you have the a lot of youth uh, today. What we can see is, uh, and because a part of them are very active, uh, you know, in terms of being very opinionated. If there's something that concerns that concerns them, they're likely to get involved. Although, obviously, we'd love for for more people to get active. Um, if that was the case, then we'd have a lot more development. Not just that, community. I think with our episodes, we like to structure them about what happens on the Y Factor page. So every time there is a discussion, obviously for people to be commenting in the hundreds and the thousands, that must be an issue that's pertinent. Um, and it's actually, you know, really important to them. So for example, once we did have um, an issue with, you know, Malik Fahad, private schools versus public schools, and it went through the roof. We had over... plus comments. It got to a thousand before I deleted, okay? Um, <laughs> it, got, it got really, really heated. Yeah. Um, so what we did is, obviously, this is an issue that's important to the youth. So the next week, we made sure that we had a principal of an Islamic school who also happened to work at Malik Fahad. Mm. We also had a member from, um, he went to Granville Boys and, you know, dealt with pri uh, public school kids um, to debate it. So I think with the youth, um, what we try to have is every single week, at least one of our guests happened to be um, a young person who's active and we encourage their activism, whether it be in politics, whether it be in religion or even sports. I mean, like the boys have had, you know, the boxers, you know, Billy Deep on, um, things like that. So that gay words? That's right. So whoever's basically in their community making a difference we encourage um, and when you encourage people look up to these people and then yeah. it takes you know that's great um, just um, quickly taking note to, to uh, read out a um, uh, I don't know what this is called there's a protest for Syria the Sunday Hyde Park Sydney at 11am to show support for those suffering in Syria and to remind certain world readers Really, world readers are going to look at Hyde Park on a Sunday? <laughs> uh, no, yeah. I, yep. Sorry, I think with the Syria protest, um, that was an issue that, for example, for us, like we actually had a whole feature on Syria, the uprisings and things like that. But you can tell that although Syria is overseas, um, you know, you think usual youth are disconnected, all they care about is their Xboxes and Playstations. That's not the case. 
on a daily basis on our Y Factor page, youth are posting articles about what's happening in Syria, videos, and they feel the atrocities. They actually are sympathizing and they, you know, like it's a global, I think being a young person these days and connected through social media, you feel like although you're in Australia, you're actually connected globally. Obviously, that's that's sort of a bit of a general, like it's it's true, but it's also a bit of a generalization. We don't have enough people who are actually active in that sense. There are a lot of youth who don't really care that's right. or they'll that's care. Right. They're more they're concerned about um, socializing, exactly. Facebook. Facebook, new handbag, you know, yeah. whatever it is. New shoes. Exactly. Rather than the people who are starving <coughs> and, and dying of starvation all over the world each day. Or you've got the other end who are like full on gangsters from Granville. E- exactly. And so who wear hats That's a generalization indoors. I might add. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a lawyer and I've Granville. worked in Auburn and most of my clients were from Granville, believe it or not. Do they wear uh, baseball caps indoors as well? Yes, yeah. they do actually, and they, and hoods, hoods a new thing. There are also doctors and lawyers present in Granville as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, offending yes. Mohammed Chesley. Let's move on. I'm sorry. Okay. Um. Look, <laughs> regarding the the protests, I should say that I should um I've I've put on um up on Facebook. Um, it's at 11 a.m. Hyde Park. Look, we can't do much about Syria. Um, we're all the way in Australia. It's hard to even provide some, you know, um, charity. There's donation. actually, no, there's actually there a container. A, that's right. And that's the next thing I'm going to say. Sorry. So, uh, <laughs> We're just always on the ball in the Y factor. So, yeah. No, Tassim just speaks 100 miles an hour. <laughs> so we can't even provide any donations there. We can't, we can't do anything. We can't even go into Syria and provide aid. And so the least we can do is, um, I think, protest. And the second thing we can do is... Um, a container will be sent to Dar al-Fatwa in Lebanon and it's to distribute food amongst the Syrian refugees. Um, so the container is located at the YMA um, Youth Centre um, on Wangi Road. The LMA. Details, oh, it says LMA Youth Centre. You said YMA. Oh, they say YMA. <laughs> LMA. <laughs> LMA, thank you, Tasneem. I really appreciate can, can being um, corrected on it. Um, at Wangi Road, Lakemba. And you can donate food, um, all types of food, but mainly rice, sugar, flour, milk powder, canned food. Um, don't send um, Vegemite because they don't like it over there. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to think it's what about What about Tim Tams? Uh, I'm, I'm, I really appreciate no, it's your a delicacy. Humor, I think that this is a very, very serious issue. Um, we're talking about people that don't have food and are struggling financially and are refugees is, pretty much and don't have homes. So I, I have a question. Uh, is uh, I actually am from a charity background. Is there no actual f- place where we can financially donate money because the, the cost that it actually uh, is to buy something from here and then ship it, apart from the, like the time it takes to actually ship it to there, what you could buy here, like a bag of rice, for example, you could buy ten of them over in Syria for the same price. I know, but that's that's Syria. We're we're gonna or Lebanon for that matter. Any oh, neighbor, any neighbor. Either way, any neighboring country, you're wasting a lot of money on on like sending the food. Is there no other av- no other charity? Um, I'll, I'll, you you think there would be, but there isn't. I mean, we're talking about well, the Middle East. Well, if any of maybe we should start you know, something up. Give us a call. I think um, going back to community and bringing it back to young people, um, when the famine struck in um, in Somalia and it's still going on, we had some young people that actually went down to Somalia, which we interviewed, right? Um, and also there was a container at IDCA um, that were collecting the dry food stuffs and things like that. And I was just driving up to see it. And you know what, subhanAllah, you think, you know, who would actually bother? It was pouring, right? Yeah. You had cars all the way up until, like, you know, 
beyond the car park, bringing in things. Act, one container wasn't actually enough. They had to bring more. So with our community, mashallah, there's a lot of generous people out there. They want to do things, right? Yep. They um, just don't have the... Me- like, we just have to connect. And facilitate for That's this, right. Yeah. And I think what you're saying, Jamal, is actually correct. We need to connect um, or network between with organizations in, in Lebanon um, or... On uh, the ground. Cause it's Jordan, because there's, there's Syrian refugees in Jordan and there's Syrian refugees in Turkey and connect it and reconnect back to Australia. Mm. Sorry, we're, just, you know what, let's, we're let's not laughing at you, we're laughing let's at a question. back to our topic. Yeah, well, I've just got a question. Can I ask a question that is on the group? So uh, one of the brothers who is anonymously posted this question is, how can young Muslims combat extremism within the community <coughs> or to protect the Australian Muslims? Should they work for AZO, AFP oh or God. ETC? <laughs> Go join our Facebook page and see the... Yeah, there's a massive discussion of that on Facebook. We but will, uh, inshallah, bring in the I'd head of ASIO here and uh, interview him for Friday Night Live. Really? <laughs> well, <laughs> plans are underway. We'll bring the head of AFP then. <laughs> I mean, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always and talks about in the Quran about following a balance. You know, this continually mentions the balance throughout the Quran. And I guess if you follow the way of the Prophet sallallahu his life was one of balance. He was neither extreme on either side. So... In all We're aspects of life. So I'm just saying that if, like, to... How do you come back? Extremism? I guess all of us have to take it on ourselves. Okay, I thought you were just saying that fr- we have to work with Asia. Just follow the, the sunnah of the Prophet. E- exactly, which is a balanced way of life in all aspects. But, like, uh, I mean, if you if you have a balanced way of life, then you won't have tunnel vision. You won't be hard-headed. And I think that's something that we should all sort of be. You can still have progress without sort of um, shoving things down other people's throats, I guess. And just um, on the question of ASIO and, a- and the AFP, it's important to note that there is a distinction between the the, the AFP and the a- um, ASIO. ASIO is an intel, um, AFP is investigations, and they have a lot of different departments. I have two relatives who work for the AFP, and they're not snitches of the community. You know, <laughs> They're not sellouts, they're not compromising their deen in any way. I've heard that argument many times. Um, alhamdulillah, they're practicing the God-fearing, and they actually, on many occasions, um, smash their superiors when they use derogatory langu- language or a lot of naive comments in regards to the Muslim community. So I think, I don't know about ASIO, personally, I probably wouldn't work for ASIO. The AFP, there is a lot of options available. They deal with international crime. There is obviously a community focus, um, but there is a distinction. I, I don't like this sweeping generalization that the AFP, ASIO, and, you know, this, these inter organizations are all part of the same department when in reality they're not. And also, I think a major part of it was um, basically as youth and as a community, we need to liaise with these. Um, Brother Ahmed Kilani was at the FEMC camp and he gave us a workshop about basically with ASIO, with AFP, whether you like it or not, they have their operations going. They have their people who give them the information, right? Do you want them to be fed false information or do you want them to be fed true information, right? Now, you need to draw that line between community engagement with these departments so that we get consulted on matters that affect us. When they introduce counter-terrorism legislation, we need to be consulted. When they introduce grants, combat extremism, quote-unquote, if we're not there telling them who, you know, for example, how these affect us on a daily basis and how it can ostracize whole communities and turn them into enclaves, who's going to be there to do it? So there's a fine line between engagement and, you know, working for the ASIA as a sellout, quote unquote. I think um, I agree with you on most of these options, uh, on most of these um, opinions. <laughs> <laughs> Expert statements. Options. We're selling the AFP. <laughs> words that came out of your mouth, I, I, uh, I agree with them. But um, I think in the case of ASIO, 
spying is really the thing that most Muslims stand against. Mm. AFP, know? we actually spoke to some AFP people before, and they were, they were actually had beef against ASIO. So like they they don't like them because of uh, they they don't want to be associated with ASIO at all. And to me, it sounds like ASIO is just a bunch of pencil a uh, bunch of uh, pencil pushers who, you know, take it upon well, themselves I mean, to... With ASIO, they're quite a shady organization. They they don't stand to any uh, accountability. You know, they, they can do all sorts of things without really having um, anyone... Um, um, hold them to account. Hold them to account. And and these are the issues. I mean, if, for example, you're talking about AFP or, you know, just, I guess, New South Wales Police or something, that's fine because, I mean, th th they have a purpose and there's police all over the world. And if we're part of Australia, then, of course, you know, it, it's um, natural that we would work there as well. But for ASIO, because of that, you know, that shadowy, you know, spy on others, you know, tap phones and things like that, uh, for a lot of cases, I mean, they may, they may have caught people, but I'm guessing that they would have, you know, uh, spied on thousands of Muslims who would have had nothing at all to do with terrorism or would have been a threat to anyone. Exactly, and I think that's even that's an Islamic issue itself. I mean, you can ask your it's local a issue about spying. exactly. Um, so I ask your local sheikh or imam in, in regards to spying, but just as an example, the CVE, you know, the counter-violent extremism grants that were issued by the Attorney General's Department, hundreds of thousands of dollars, as Tassim was saying, into countering extremism. And it, although it wasn't explicitly stated in the grant, it was targeting Muslim youth. So if we're going to sit on Facebook and whinge about how they're targeting us and what are we going to do, etc. Or should we actually speak to these people, be part of the process so we can fix the process? That's my, you know, that, that would be my, my stance on that, that issue instead of just whinging and complaining in the community. Well, you shouldn't worry if you haven't got anything to hide as well, either. I think yeah, we need, that's a fine line because civil liberties are civil liberties and yeah. you're not going to compromise them if you're not doing anything wrong. Yeah, like... That's fair enough. I mean, obviously, there's there is discrimination uh, towards Muslims, but look, I think we also watch too much TV, and we think you know FBI with their shadowy tactics and things like that. Now, I'm not saying that ASIO is you know innocent and things like that, but also we do um, you know there are undertones of you know popular Americanization in our lives. Okay, sort of on a similar note. Um, I mean, what do you think of the Muslim community's view on, like, conspiracy theories, especially in relation to media? Oh, my God. Absolutely. We love, love them. Love them. Who, who, the we interviewed is, someone uh, who said... Masons. That's the number one, yeah. Oh, I, so, do, do you have to deal with it on your yeah, show? On our show. Did someone start a series on the Y Factor? <laughs> like a video series? I think I went to um, Mutabil Napoleon, who used to be a part of... Um, Tupac's Outlaws and oh, became yeah. a Muslim. I attended one of his lectures and at the end someone asked him about the Illuminati and conspiracy <laughs> theories or something. And he just cracked up laughing. He goes, I have spoken in every single country around the world. He goes, I've spoken in so many countries before I was a Muslim, after I was a Muslim, right? He goes, other than the Muslim community, there is no other community that has such a fixation with conspiracy theories, Illuminati, the Freemasons, um, and you know, yeah. these like plots and things uh, like that. I mean, they're taking Dan Brown's lost symbol to but do, do you find out that it's uh, prominent in your with your audience? Yeah, I think it is. Look, I'm studying journalism at uni, and the first question I was posed by many people, relatives, my own relatives, was why are you working for the media? You know, the Jews run the media. You're going to be a puppet on strings. You have no control as to what you say. I think the um, Illuminati is invading uh, a the lot Facebook of, group. Yeah, the Illuminati, the Jews, um, you know, the Masons, we've heard it all. But... um. I think there's a lot of misconceptions and I think they're valid misconceptions because we've been attacked post 9-11 for about, you know, 10, 15 years. 
in in the media there is this oh, sense yeah. of Th- that's for sh- that's anxiety so- towards the media but um it, it's natural for the oldies to feel that i think the young young muslims at uni realize that it's a load of bollocks but um at the same time it's good to we we sort of satirize all these stereotypes on, on air. Well, we make fun of fun of uh, common Muslim stereotypes on, uh, make fun of them uh, on the show all the time. So things like um, you know Lebo's from Granville and so forth. Uh, Lebanese or, boys from. What's Bankstown. that got to do with <laughs> Illuminati? <laughs> Muhammad's cousins. And okay, stuff. so it's got that's got nothing to do with um, conspiracy theories and um, the media. <laughs> but I um, think it's it's an insecurity within our community. Um, and again, so that how do you come back? Like, how do you deal with it? Engagement, like, engagement, and empowerment of the community. When you feel like, for example, you have a say in your community, you can go out. Like, give me an example. Is, sorry, okay. give okay. me an example of something that you've done on your show to combat that issue. Positive. Look, what we're taught in in journalism is you can approach people, or interviewees, or talents in two ways: either positive, positive media, or negative media. So when we approach, the more, as Tassim was saying, engagement. That's primarily our key. If we engage a lot of Muslims and show them there is a positive side to the media, a lot of our stories are positive, um, and they're deliberately positive, so we can show that there is you, there is a means of tapping into the media to positive, positively express your story sorry I'm choking that's, a, that's a conspiracy <laughs> theory he's think, been killed he's I think been what killed. he's trying to say <laughs> I've been poisoned is, is that I think what he's trying to say is that we, we just any issues like this we just tend to make fun of it and take the piss out of it and that's just really <laughs> piss, no he didn't move oh on um, um, look so, for example we don't emphasize those I think okay. uh, insecurity um, within our community is when they feel like lack of say so for example when the elections were happening you had a lot of conspiracy theories you know or every single party's against muslim they're just out to kill us um, things like that right yeah. now when we interviewed um uh, barry o'farrell we asked him blatantly like you've got members in your power scott morrison you've got um uh the guy from corey coming up with statements about for example anti-burqa are these anti-muslim sentiments is it a conspiracy or is it just basically political power lines things like that right now when you engage with them on that level and you feel like you can say something they can say something back it becomes a discussion it's no longer that we're being you know they're enforcing things upon us and i think when the community reaches that stage where they feel like they have a voice they have a say then maybe these conspiracy theories will be lowered okay someone like pause her for a second <laughs> okay, <laughs> um, that's actually very. It's a very nice point to end on. So essentially, what you're saying is the way we can combat the um, Muslim Muslim community feeling like victims from the media is essentially by empowering them. empowering them through knowledge, like you know, getting more knowledge about what you're dealing with exactly. Um, is that right? That's right. And, and, and positive the, the, the positive engagement, youth, which is our future, and making fun of them, according yeah. to Jamal. Yeah. That's right. That's so, right. But well, that's always, always got to add a bit of humour into. That's right. It. But I think, as you were saying, like uh, ignorance breeds fear, pretty much. And I guess um, the more ignorant we are of, uh, as you were saying, policies uh, about Muslims or you know the actual policies of political parties and things that concern us, um, the more you're actually going to fear this unknown. So we should go out there and learn about it and, like you said, um, empower the people to that they they can actually achieve anything they want to achieve and we're not victims. We can actually... And that's, positively that's important. The, the, um, the emphasis that we're not victims, I think that's very important. And um, We may get and discrimination, that- but, we, you know... 
That's oh, that's a whole another episode about identity empowerment and things like that. But at the end of the day, honestly, <laughs> it is about engagement. Look, you have an issue. Write to your local member. Write to you know. You, Complain. You've got a voice. That's the problem. Like I think when you know migrants here, they still have that baggage that their parents brought with them of dictatorships. Right? They don't have a say. You don't like it? Shut up or get killed. Right? We're in Australia. That's not the case. No, honestly, that's the. No, but you honestly. Um, Australia is not like that, right? You have a grievance with something, error, and inshallah, you know, those those small steps will get our community um, forward. Well, what do you think, Nelson? I think um, we've had enough of um, these three. Wow, um, that didn't sound very nice. <laughs> no, I, I enjoyed myself. They were they just overwhelmed. They just can't get too much. They can't handle the, the amount of substance. Awesome we have. <laughs> Actually, I, I you guys tell. should have been here two weeks ago. We had brother um, Kaiser Trad come in. Oh wow! Yeah. That, yeah. That was an incredible show. That was one of my most enjoyable shows. After you guys, of course. Oh, thank you, thank <laughs> you. That's right. This um, dab then. Inshallah. So um, we actually are going to play another song, because um, actually not a song. It's a rap track. Well, I don't know what it's called. It's a, it's a halal rap track. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's very halal. All, all the, um, the the lyrics are very halal. They're very constructive. We're blocking our ears. And you know they've and been. And there's no music in it at yeah. all. And there's at least one sheikh who would have listened to it and not uh, <laughs> through his shoe at the. Uh, at the rappers. So um, we will go now live to Melbourne where we uh, speak to uh, Brother Jihad. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam How are you, brother? Alhamdulillah, good, bro. How are you going? Alhamdulillah, I'm very good. It's a pleasure to speak to you. Pleasure to speak to you. Actually, always. sorry, it's a pleasure to catch up with you. I've spoken to you before, so it's not the first time. Uh, tell us, uh, Jihad, um, I've listened to some of the songs and they're quite amazing. I really like them. And not songs, sorry, rap tracks. Uh, how long did it, yes, thanks, bro. How long did it take you guys to come up with it? Um, well, our last release was in 2008 uh, with lyrics of mass construction, so mm-hmm. that was about four years ago. Um, after that release, it started to get really busy with us uh, in our personal and personal lives. Really, I mean, um, my my brother had a baby. I recently had a son as well. Um, you know, all of us working full time and all these kind of things. So we're trying to juggle. You know our personal lives with uh, with the with the music side of things as well, and um, so you could say it's been four years in production, but um, a lot of that was just fluffing around. Um, so probably about the last year and a half, we really you know put our heads down and focused to get mm. this uh, mixtape out. So the mixtape isn't actually out yet; it'll be out in March on the March uh, the third. So soon, inshallah. Inshallah. And if people want to uh, find out more information about you, uh, what is your website? It's thebrotherhood.com? Yeah, thebrotherhood.com.au. Yeah, and it's uh, T-H-A. Yeah, that's it. B-R-O-T-H-A. Yeah, they didn't teach you guys to spell in school or something. I don't know how that works. Um, how do like uh, with some of the songs, um, the the rappers they're quite famous people, but they're like singing with you. It's not just a track that's stolen from somewhere. So how did you get that happening? Yeah. Collaborations with um, with with a lot of artists uh, from the U.S. that we admired when we were when we were young. Um, we we came up with the idea. We thought um, we wanted to really reach out um, to to wider audiences and um, audiences that wouldn't normally listen to our stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of kids out there and stuff who think, oh, you know, Muslim hip hop it's corny. You know, it's uh, Nasheeds and things like that. They don't want to listen to that kind of stuff. So we thought, okay, so if we can reach out to, say, the Outlaws, who were Tupac's crew, or uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony, yeah. and uh, you know Jurassic Five, these kind of people, we thought, you know, we might be able to. Because like I've got younger cousins and stuff who, you know, they would they'd never listen to Nasheeds or anything. But as soon as you mention the name Outlaws from Tupac, 
or you know Jurassic Fire saying suddenly the ears the ears prick up and you know they're interested. Mm. So we thought we wanted to we wanted to engage that audience, and um, so we thought we'll try and collaborate with these guys. So I said to the boys, I said, listen, I said let's get this mixtape out and let's try and work with artists who we thought we'd never be able to work with. Just throw me some names and we'll see what we can do. So we all started throwing names into the hat and you know Outlaws and Bone Thugs and Harmony among a few others were in there and uh, I. You know, the, the internet is amazing these days. You can get in contact with anyone. So I basically just uh, found their um, management details and back and forth emails. They really liked what the Brotherhood were about. We told them we're all about positivity. We're all about conscious hip hop. We're all about um, you know giving a, empowering people and, and positive messages. And they were really on board with that. So they were happy to work with us. And um, just the level of engagement um, and you know they, they were happy to contribute their work and everything and so that yeah, was really good easy they were really good and easy to work with especially the guys from the outlaws they were um you know i think we sent them the track uh we sent them the track one day and then two days later they sent us the verse <laughs> and the verse was amazing yes, and same yes, with uh, yes. the guys from remarkable current um they did the same thing i sent him the verse and yeah. he sent it back like the next day and yeah. It wasn't it wasn't uh, unprofessional kind of stuff. It was really like professional, really on point, and uh, it all blown away. And really humbled by the fact that you know we could work with these artists for, all, all the way across the other side of the globe, and they were so willing to work with us. Mashallah, that's that's actually quite an ambitious project you guys set up on, upon. I'm I'm quite surprised and you know very happy that it's uh, come up to this because as I was saying before, I heard um, one of the songs that you sent me and it's just it's amazing. I'm I'm very excited. I'm very happy that uh, you guys have reached this level. Inshallah. Alhamdulillah, we're, we're really proud of this mixtape because um, and the name of the mixtape is is the 2.0 mixtape and the reason why we called it that is because uh, it's it's really different to a lot of the stuff that we've uh, that we've done in the past. Mm. So if, 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 if you're familiar with our old work, Lyrics and Mass Construction, it's, that was more based on a, on a Nasheed kind of way, like um, talking about Allah and the blessings that he's given us and all that kind of thing. And that's fantastic. But this one, uh, we're trying to focus more on the conscious lyrics and, again, reaching out to a wider audience. So we're still talking about those same things. We're still talking about the, um, the na'mah that Allah has given us and blessings and things like that. But... Um, we're not putting it on a plate and, and you know, using Islamic terms per se because yep. we don't want to push away mm. the non-Muslim audiences because um, you know, if you say to me, if you offer me a, a Christian hip-hop album, I'm not going to listen to it. You know, that's, that's just how it comes, that's how it comes down. So I'll put, yeah. try to put myself in, in other people's shoes, non-Muslim shoes, and I say, you know, if I'm going to give them an, uh, a CD and say, listen to this Muslim hip-hop, they're not going to listen to it. Mm. But if I say, listen to the conscious hip-hop, and, you know, it's featuring Bone Thugs and Harmony, it's featuring this, they're going to listen to it. Mm. And it's got, you know, Islamic lyrics in there, but not, you know, with Arabic words, and, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it's not upfront like that. Yeah. Um, are you guys, I mean, you're releasing uh, seven tracks in March. Um, how many tracks are you going to have on your album? Inshallah, we're aiming to have, uh, hopefully, a full album, so hopefully minimum about 14, 15 tracks. Oh, that's good. Um, but I mean, <laughs> it's taken us, you know, two years to, to do seven tracks. But yeah. you know, <laughs> hopefully uh, the response the response that we're getting from this mixtape so far, and we haven't released it yet, um, is really, really positive. And, and, and I'm hoping that's going to encourage all of us to, to really put our heads down and focus on, on the album. I mean, because with four guys in the group, um, it's kind of like a big ship. You know, mm -hmm. it's hard to, to steer it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, in the right way. And we've all got our own lives, we've all got our own things, you know, we've all got full-time jobs and everything. So 
finding that that balance. Inshallah, jazakallah khair, um, I'm, Look, I'm very happy um, that you guys are coming up with this, and I'm, I'm very happy with the music as well. I wish you all the best, inshallah, bro. Um, and just for the listeners out there, if you want more information, you can go to www.thabrotherhood.com.au. T-H-E. Oh, really? Is it <laughs> that, that, there? Oh, okay, I guess maybe I it's... Come on the life act, I will remember all your details without any problems. Okay. <laughs> she, she said, come on the Y factor. You probably want to say it again. All right. Anyways, guys, um, the guy's on the phone and it's long distance call. So. <laughs> uh, we're going to end up with one of your other songs, which is uh, Don't Let Go, Feet Tyson. Yep. I don't know who Tyson is, but I'm guessing he's a very famous <laughs> guy. <laughs> so, Jazakallah uh, for your time, bro. And uh, I wish you all the best, inshallah. Thank you very much. This is an exclusive. No one's actually heard this track yet. Oh, mashallah. First time on QK Radio. <laughs> okay, awesome. See, uh, this is, uh, I mean, you guys never have this stuff on Y factor. It's... Uh, <laughs> well, not, not yeah, yet. Exactly. Not yet. I, I should be hooked up, really. Jihad, you're my cousin, brother. Yeah, Jamal's my cousin. <laughs> Jamal's a Tell me next my cousin. Time, and, you know? uh, I should, I should be giving him the hookups, but <laughs> Jihad, we'll give you five star treatment. <laughs> That's right. No worries. Zakallah khairan again, bro. And uh, please uh, pass my salams to the brothers and tell Hisham not to act so gangster when he's taking pictures for the <laughs> album. I'll, I'll it looks quite go. gangster. I mean, the, come on, I know the guy. He's a very nice guy. He's not going to shoot anyone. Okay, bro. I'll, uh, he's, he's a puppy dog. <laughs> Alhamdulillah, we have puppy dog uh, rappers in Melbourne. <laughs> um, I'll, we'll speak to you later, inshallah, bro. Assalamu alaikum. And that was uh, Brother Jihad from the, uh, um, brotherhood, the Brotherhood Rap Group. And we will, as promised, play you another track. And I had to fight Jihad to actually, you know, be able to play two tracks because he said, no, bro, it's all secret. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, listen to this very carefully because you won't hear it again for another couple of days. And March 3rd, actually, for a month. The conspiracy. For, for quite some time. You've <laughs> been listening to the wife. <laughs> No sense of the ignorant Deliver influence to our inner defense Infiltrate and manifest designs of the mind High school classroom, leave it behind It's all predefined A plan to demonize Designs in disguise for the middle class to find Peace in their lives cause they're scared of their foes I say to my people Left, right, left, right, got this here lot type Spray my wisdom, my witness is my mission to fight The fact of the matter is a matter of fact Compact with intellect, but I tend to use tact So I see people in droves, rolling on doves Oh, I see this deleted vision, I call the bluffs Cuffs on my hand, you're a slave to me That's not enough tough, but just Physically, I'm mentally waiting for the drop Waiting for the clock, waiting for the talk Waiting for the time to just click pop But the industry ain't waiting so I gotta stop Facing myself, relating myself, hating myself Take a step back, now I face myself I won't waste myself I wipe the sweat from my brow until the ink runs from my pen And then Pressures are manifesting, it's the hand that I was blessing The odds are mad depressing, every battle holds a lesson Life is a cycle, goes inception, death the resurrection Don't cast pros, that's why my wisdom shines Iridescent, the mind is the nearest weapon They fall in line, though right behind the death Dumb and blind, living in fear of a mere reflection This is my mission, it's the path that I was destined Only answer to the question is to 
Let me borrow your time for a minute till we finish in this game called life. Run the circles trying to win it, just stop. Please, we arrange core priorities. You can't tell me we were made to chase cheese. Leave your chains, car bags, and money land and your tricks. Your friends, family, and those fresh shorty kicks. Cause you can't take them with you in the place you're gonna go. Cling tight to your deeds, son. Tyson, uh, Don't Let Go featuring Tyson by Brother Jihad from the uh, Brotherhood group. Brotherhood one, of the, group in one of the awesome tracks of the new album that's coming out in March. March 3rd, inshallah. Uh, right. For more information, Google them or go to <laughs> www.thebrotherhood.com.au, inshallah. So uh, we're almost um, out of time. Um, we would like to thank um, Sister Tasneem, Brother Muhammad Taha, and Brother Jamal Ratbon. Is it Rathbone? Rathbone. Rathbone. Yeah. So Lord Rathbone. And it's a good Irish name. <laughs> <laughs> you look very Irish, bro. Um, in, inshallah, um, w- this has been an amazing experience for us. We really enjoyed having you guys over. Thank I don't know you, why you were on Facebook and Twitter trying to say that we're going to, you know, tear you a new uh, head or something. <laughs> um, so, you know, I'd really love to do this again. Maybe sure. the next time me and Zara will come over to, um, you know, whatever, Lakimba. Yeah. Down, I know we actually had to trek the rain and the hail to get here, so I it's an achievement. I don't, I don't leave in Fairfield, please. Thank you very <laughs> no, much. No, I think that's sort of you've, you've come on with um, on news before, but we'd love to have you for a main feature, inshallah. Yeah, we, we're used to refugee areas anyway. <laughs> we like to accept Iraqis. Okay. <laughs> come as special, Iraqi special as well? guests. Yeah, that's why they adopted oh, me. Okay. That's great. Um, so, again, we'd like to thank you very much for coming on the show. Jazakum Allah Khairan. Wayakum. Wayakum. You're listening to the Life Factor on 87.6 FM. FM. Actually, I'll I'll have you guys record. This is Friday Night Live because I'm recording a new uh, sort of introductory. Is that song. seriously th- we're getting the superstar treatment? It's overwhelming. Do you, do you want my <laughs> voiceover guy from from the movie voice or? Do yeah, do, 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 do it, do it, do it. I'll save that for the Life Factor. Actually, I'll have you do it uh, after we're uh, offline, inshallah. And um, those of us who would like to leave comments on our page, you're more than welcome. Um, our page is the Life Factor 876. Uh, yeah, we're not going to plug you guys now. No, no, seriously. <laughs> we, have a, we have a launch coming up on the 19th of Feb. Um, check out our Facebook page for all the details. A massive launch. The Y Factor is a 7pm project. And Nasr is going to be there. So if you want to see Nasr and Sarwa in real life, you can come and meet them there. Oh, really? Are we invited? Or are we just You're getting VIP tickets, man. You have the seats out the back. I mean, at the front, <laughs> inshallah. So you, you'll be fine. I probably have my camera, so I'll be everywhere, inshallah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we come to the end, inshallah. Next uh, week, we're going to maybe, I don't know, I haven't spoken to him, but uh, we're going to have a brother, Uthman Bader, who is the spokesman for Hizb Tahrir. We've had him first. Yes, I know, but you guys were scared of him for some reason. We did yeah, not. We, we had a very engaging why. discussion. No, we'll initially, we'll be scared. We're honest, scared. but you initially, know what? Don't. <laughs> no, no, when he comes on, when he comes on, put the mics on straight away. We had like a two hour off air discussion, and then when we, it went on air, we had nothing to talk about because we had already discussed it. No, no, um, he's a very intelligent brother, no, and even Allah though Hizb Tahrir are quite controversial and their views are way out there, but uh, I like to have him. Wow. That's Nasser's view. We love everyone. <laughs> I, I usually tell him that. So I'm not like, I can't be backstabbing him because this is on air and it's going exactly. to be a podcast. Um, but yeah, um, we're going to have him, inshallah, and he's going to talk to us about the media as well. 
uh, we'd like to because the series that I've been running have been about the media throughout and so that's what I'd like to continue uh, inshallah for the next two or three weeks we're going to have Officer Brother Ahmed Kilani uh, and I'm hoping to have uh, other people as well like from the uh, ABC w Would you like us to pass on some of our contacts to you after we're done with them? Um, no because we know the contacts of the contacts that you have so <laughs> thank you Anyways we come to the end of our show 9 o'clock starts the Arabic news and our Arabic listeners get really angsty when the, they don't listen to their news so um, Jazakallah They're starting uprising uh, everybody for listening uh, the um, the show will be on uh, podcast uh, in the in the next few days inshallah and um, from uh, the presenters of the program Nasr al-Khatib and uh, Sarwa Abdurrahim uh, and Friday Night Live Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh